Welcome to the Creative Success Podcast. This is the podcast to inspire you to make changes and add creative solutions to your life and to find new methods for success. I'm your host, Joe High, and on this episode of the show, I'm talking with Kyle from the YouTube channel, Kyle's Cabin. Kyle has a unique lifestyle living in a small off-grid home that he built himself from the ground up. Kyle has pursued this as a goal in many forms, including starting his first cabin build in Alaska. Today, we're chatting about what this creative way of living has brought to his life and what Kyle believes more people can have from living simpler and achieving more by having less. So without further ado, let's get into this next story in the Creative Success Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Creative Success Podcast. And joining me today is Kyle from his YouTube channel, Kyle's Cabin. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing really great. I'm a little bit nervous because I've got my webcam on and you can see my uh, destroyed studio that my children have developed for me. <laughs> no, I, I think it looks pretty good. Oh, thank you. Okay, so we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that and we'll just keep this a non-video podcast for the sake of my... Uh, self-image with the, with the listeners anyways. Okay. <laughs> that's why I got my camera pointed at the wall here. So that way you can't see my mess either. Yeah, so. that's a good idea. I sh- yeah. Maybe I should just turn my desk around in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle, I've already given a brief introduction, but in your own words, how would you, th- this is how I like to ask people to introduce themselves. How would you describe yourself and, and what you do to somebody who maybe hasn't met you yet? Um, well, I guess I would say, um, I live pretty self-sufficiently, um, don't have, we live without running water. We're not connected to the power grid. Um, my girlfriend's here and I, we built our own home and, um, I guess I'm just kind of trying to pursue a life that's a little more self-sufficient. Um, one that doesn't revolve necessarily around money, um, too much that way I can spend my time doing the things that I want to do. Um, so yeah, we kind of live in uh, in a rural area in the woods here, and then we also have a log cabin that's um, remote. Um, so we kind of split time between the two cabins, and yeah, just kind of trying to be as self sufficient as possible, and um, kind of live life on our own terms. How long have you been doing this? Um, since I was about twenty three, I would say twenty two. Um, I moved up to Alaska. I lived in Alaska for a couple of years. And, um, when I first got there, I rented a dry cabin. Um, so it, that, you know, no plumbing, anything like that. It did have electric to it, but it just had like a light and a, a couple of outlets. So, um, anyways, once I, I stayed there and realized I could, I could, you know, live without plumbing and that sort of thing. Um, I kind of just implied that life here in Minnesota when I moved back home. Um, so I would say I've been doing it for, yeah, about five years, five, six years or so. Okay. You've also, in addition to doing that, you've also documented much of the process on your YouTube channel. Yes. And is that more of a means of income or just because it's fun? Like what's, uh, why do you do YouTube as well? Well, the reason I started it was, um, I, I knew I wanted to build my own simple little house, you know, um, the off grid living thing was kind of starting to take off around that time. And I myself found myself watching YouTube channels all the time, just trying to learn as much as I could um, because I didn't, um, I'm not a carpenter or anything, you know, I'd I'd never built my own place or anything like that. So I was trying to learn as much as I could. And I used to watch a lot of different YouTube channels of people that were living the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And then um, I built a log cabin in Alaska as well and never filmed any of it. 
And mm. uh, that's one of my biggest regrets because I think that would have been pretty good content because it was a pretty nice area, um, remote, like four-wheeler in um, only. So there was no real road in there. And that would have um, been your first project, your first that, build? That, yep, that was my first project. Okay. But I, I really didn't document any of it. I have a few pictures on my Instagram um, of it, but that's about it. Um, so I moved back to Minnesota and built a log cabin. And when I started that build, I was like, okay, I'm going to film this and just put this on YouTube since you know I, I watch YouTube and watch a lot of the similar stuff. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll throw a few videos out there and see what happens. So it was kind of more for just fun at first. And then, um, yeah, people started liking the videos and I liked making them. And then it just kind of evolved over time. And now it is, uh, YouTube is our full-time income. So really? Okay. That was, yep. that was one of my questions was, uh, you know, how do you guys make it work out, yeah, out there and, and in the wilderness? Right. Well, one of the, the things that's nice about, I mean, being able to make a living off the internet is, um, you know, you don't, you can't really make a living without any sort of human interaction. You know, you have to that's like, a produce. sad fact, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. You have, <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, so that's one of the nice things about the internet is that you can, you know, you can make a, uh, a product that people enjoy and, and be able to make a few bucks off of it. So, um, it's kind of a win-win, but yeah, I never thought it would become a, something I could make a full-time income at. Um, and we certainly don't make a ton of money off of it, but because we live so simple and don't, uh, you know, we don't have a mortgage or anything. So we're mm -hmm. able to, to live off of it pretty comfortably. Yeah. That's, that's something I want to get into more if you're, if you're open to it is, um, oh, yeah, kind of the financial aspect of it. I mean, I'm, I like, I like numbers. I like talking about dollars and figures and budgets and yeah, how that too. all works out. Um, right. I, I get before, before we get into that though, is this something that, so you said you, you've basically been doing this for about five years now as of this yeah. recording, yeah. but did you have like prior to that? I mean, I guess you were, you said you were like 23 when you were living in Alaska. Yeah. I think I moved up there when I was 22, 22, 22. or 23. I can't remember. Okay. I think so I was 22. Yeah. But. So that's, you know, that's, that's pretty young. That's not far off from like high yeah. school and whatnot. Did you have any introduction to this growing up? Like did, did you grow up in a log cabin or? No, not at all. Actually, I, we lived, uh, I lived in a pretty normal life, a small town, about 13,000 people. Um, so kind of grew up in a small town, but yeah, did, certainly didn't grow up off grid. You know, we had pretty, pretty decent house. Um, it, it's sort of on the outskirts of town. Um, but yeah, we had running water, everything, just like, just like normal people. And I played sports in high school and, and had kind of a normal, pretty normal life, I would say for, um, an American. And, uh, well, I saw a documentary when I was 12 years old called Alone in the Wilderness. Dick Prenicky. Uh, with Dick Prenicky, yep. yeah. And and ever since I saw that, I kind of, that's always been in my mind. I was always thinking, oh, that's, that's so cool. This guy just went out and built his own place in the mm -hmm. wilderness and, you know, with, with no money, nothing, just went out there and just carved it out of the woods. And I always thought that was cool, um, but I didn't really know how to do that or go about really doing that. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up going to college and everything like everybody else, um, um, like my friends were and everything, and then worked as an electrician for a little while, but, uh, realized that I wanted to do something different with my life and, uh, wanted to, uh, live in the Alaskan wilderness. So just ended up kind of moving up there on a whim. And, um, that was that first cabin I, I rented there when I landed in Fairbanks. Um, that was my kind of my first time ever living without living sort of rustically, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, a little cabin on the outskirts of town with no plumbing or anything. Um, so and that I, and cabin, been, sorry, you, you rented that cabin, you said? Yeah, I rented that cabin when okay. I got there. I, so I didn't even know for sure if I had a place to stay when I landed because uh, I was trying to line this up back in Minnesota, <laughs> you know? That's so a bit I of a leap of faith. Uh, kind of, because, you know, I was like, 
and there's a lot of scams out there and stuff. And um, yeah, I didn't know for sure if I had a place, but found a listing that seemed pretty legit. And anyways, it worked out. But that was kind of my first intro as far as living without running water and that sort of thing, you know. And then you said you you built your own cabin in Alaska too, or am I confusing the stories? No, no, you're you're getting it right. I built, uh, I, I rented that cabin because I had no nowhere to stay. I didn't know I didn't know anybody up there. I had no family, nothing. I just went up there by myself because I had this dream of building a log cabin in the Alaskan wilderness and wanted to pursue it. So I just went and um, so you worked. stayed in the rental stayed in the rental for about i think it was a nine month lease and then i was working full-time um while i was staying there and was able to save up money and then i bought 10 acres uh about 30 miles north of fairbanks and then nice yep and then uh yeah started building my log cabin and then as soon as that as soon as that lease was out on that cabin um i had the land already when that lease ran out so i was still technically kind of homeless really because i just had a piece of land with nothing on it um and uh, real estate's pretty expensive in Alaska. I mean, I got, I got my 10 acres for pretty cheap, but if you like for renting places, I mean, I was paying 700 bucks for a dry, like 12 by 20 cabin. So like, so just basically a room yeah, with no running small. water. Yeah. Right. For that small and no running water or anything. It's kind of a lot, I thought for that, but, um, that's just the way it is there. Um, and the dry cabin thing is very common there. A lot of people live that way. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was kind of, my lease end, ended and I had that land. So I ended up just, rather than renting another dry cabin for, you know, 700 bucks or whatever, um, a month, I ended up living out of my truck and I had a tent set up out of my land. So I'd kind of live in that a little bit while I was working full time, um, which was sweet because I was able to put away a lot of money because I didn't have yeah. you know, rent rent or anything. So it was nice. And I was able to buy some tools and, and kind of get some things rolling out there. So. So during that time that this is something that I was just dying to ask you, like, did, did anybody, did you encounter any, um, how do I, 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 I don't want to say this harshly in case it was family members, but like, oh no, I don't have any, you, uh, any, any misunderstandings or any judgment of like, you know, what are you doing living out of your truck? Why are you like, why not just oh, yeah. get a place? Like <clears throat> people, yeah, people oh. just not getting it. Pretty much. Even when I moved up there, I was just, I was, I always was talking about Alaska, just annoying my girlfriend, Sierra and, and like my family. It's like, I was talking about it, like, yeah, I think I'm just going to move to Alaska and go up there and everybody, I don't think anybody thought I was actually going to do it. And then one day I, <laughs> I put in, I, yeah, I put in my two weeks at work. I'm like, yeah, I put in my two weeks at work. I'm about a plane ticket. I'm flying up to Alaska in two weeks. And wow. I'm like, holy crap. Okay. So yeah. And that's, you know, halfway across the world and long ways away from anybody that I knew. So it was kind of a, I guess a risky thing to do, but and this was while you were with Sierras, like you had, yep. you had already started dating with, and she, yeah, did she go with you to Alaska? She did not. No, she was, uh, wow. working as a waitress and she teaches, she's a, she's a dance instructor as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, she knew that I really wanted to go cause I talked about it all the time and she was pretty open to the idea too. And, uh, she was able to come up and visit me a lot. I mean, she'd come up for like a month at a time and that sort of thing and then go back home. But, um, yeah, she never ended up moving up there full time, but we stayed together. Um, we've been together since high school. So yeah, anyways, we she, she stuck through me or with me through it all. And and uh, yeah, then I ended up moving back home. Yeah, that's, I, that's quite a time to traverse through long distance, you know? It is, yeah. And well, when she's two years younger than me, so when I was in school and college and stuff, you know, I, I was in school a couple hours away from our hometown. So we kind of did long distance there as well. Mm, but okay, so we, we weren't, you know, it wasn't totally foreign to us, but. Okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't know that actually. That's, that just gives me a whole new appreciation for what you did. Cause you have your, you know, the love of your life 
back yeah, exactly. down in the lower 48. Right. And she was kind of, I mean, as much as I was talking about it, I was like, Oh, I think, you know, I want to go up there and do it. And, and she's like, she's like, you know, I think you just, you, you just got to go, just go do it. And I'll, wow. you know, and whatever happens happens, you know, but we always knew we were going to stay together, but yeah, it's a lot um, of support right there. It is. Yeah. No, she's, she's incredible. And then, um, just after being up there for a couple of years and being that far away from family, it's like, okay, I kind of, I built my log cabin in Alaska. I, I sort of did the thing. And now it's, it's like, I, I didn't really want to be the guy that disappeared to Alaska and, you know, mm. lost touch with his family and nobody ever heard from again. So I was like, well, I'll just take this lifestyle and just do it. Same thing back in Minnesota. Cause there's a lot of wilderness and um, yeah, a lot of land that's pretty remote up here as well. So, so it initially, it was the thought was kind of like, let me just see if I can make this work. And then something stuck or, or were you like this, I'm going to live this way now. Well, once I, I kind of always knew that I was going to live that way. And, uh, I guess a big reason for it was the, the financial part of it. Um, kind of like we talked about a little bit is, um, I just knew that if I could, after seeing Dick Prenicky, like building his own place with his, you know, by himself and, and that sort of thing. And I just realized I never really wanted to have a mortgage. If I could get that out of the way and not have mm -hmm. to deal with that, that I could live a lot more financially free. Um, and I'm into, you know, like the wilderness and Sierra is too. She loves the outdoors. And so the things that we like to do don't really cost a whole lot of money anyways. Um, so, so yeah, it just, it just all kind of worked out, I guess. That's interesting. I've wondered like, what is it when I watch your videos? I'm like, I wonder what this, like, there's, there's been, that actually answers a question that I had when I've been watching your videos, which is like, I wonder if he's still doing this because now he's like, he has to, he's kind of stuck with it, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. It sounds like this is still a conscious decision. Yeah, it is. And like I always say in my uh, YouTube channel too, it's not, I don't, um, I, I don't do anything. I don't go out of my way to make a, a YouTube video. You know, like all the stuff that I do is stuff that I would be doing anyways, uh, regardless of if I had a YouTube channel or not. You know, and I was doing this stuff before I even had YouTube. Um, but um, I just enjoy making the videos and now it's, you know, I get a little bit of income from it. So it's totally worth doing. And I love sharing the lifestyle with people and uh, just showing people because I'm just an ordinary guy. I really didn't have any experience with building or living off grid and kind of a rustic lifestyle. I just kind of jumped in and did it. So that's kind of the goal of my channel too, is I just try to show people that, yeah, you know, you can just, if this is something you want to do, cause there's a lot of people that are interested in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get, I get messages all the time. They're like, Oh, I want to get out of the city or get rid of this. You know, I'm working this uh, corporate job. I want to just live more simple and kind of live more in touch with nature and that sort of thing. Um, so there's a lot of people that are interested in it. So I just try to show people that, yeah, you can do it. Just, you just got to make the leap and, and go for it. Well, that's why, that's why I thought you would be a good person to talk to on this podcast, because that's kind of the point of this show. I mean, not specifically with off-grid, but yeah. I mean, the other, other interviews that I've done are, you know, self-employed people like photographers or creatives or people who have made right. a unique business, something like that. And the idea mm -hmm. is that people can think differently about their scenario and be like, you know what, if I don't, if I want to make a change, like there are actually options. Yeah, Some, there is for someone sure. like you, I think is a great example because like you actually downsized your way to some success. You know, you yeah, didn't get yeah, a house. You, I think that's right. awesome. Yeah. No, it was pretty much like I said, I just wanted to build my own place. It was pretty simple. And then I knew that would, uh, I'd be able to kind of get ahead once I did that. So when did it see, when did you realize that this was sustainable, that this was something that you could keep doing? Like what, when, what was that moment like? And what was the, the, the green flag, if you will? I guess it would be when I, 
so after I built my log cabin, I kind of quit my job up in Alaska. So I didn't really have any income. I wasn't doing YouTube or anything. Um, and anyways, just kind of lived out there, but didn't have any money coming in or anything. And then when I moved back to Minnesota, I built that log cabin and started the YouTube channel. And I really didn't start making, I mean, it took a couple of years, few years to get the YouTube channel kind of going to where it was, you know, it started making a little bit of money. But um, my my goal, honestly, always was was to, uh, I thought, okay, if I get this place, and a lot of people in Alaska did this, they, they would get their place kind of far out in the woods and then um, go to town and work for the summer months and then just, just during like construction season or whatever. And then when that ended, they would get to go have, you know, six, seven months off and mm-hmm. live the life that they want to live in their cabin. And that's kind of what I always tried to like, like model my life after. I was like, if I build this log cabin, build it out of logs, you know, they're it, log cabins. The beauty of them is they don't really cost any money because the trees are all there. Yeah. You know, so you don't, you're not spending money on building materials. So they're, they're really cheap to build. Um, so I was like, well, once I get this place, then I can just, you know, kind of work construction or, or work, a um, a more laid back job or something during the summer to put enough away money to see me through the, the entire year. Um, but then once the YouTube thing started kind of rolling a little bit and I was making some money, then I was like, I think I can do this lifestyle and share it and just be able to do this full time. Um, but that certainly wasn't my goal when I started the YouTube channel, you know, just kind of evolved into that. Um, but, uh, YouTube really, it really used to be kind of a, like a hobby sort of like, Oh, I'll just, you know, share this, you know, and, and throw it out there and see what people think. But, um, it's like anything, like, I mean, it, it's, I really, it's like, yeah, like YouTube is, it's, it's like anything else you get out of it, what you put into it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm starting to make a couple hundred bucks, you know, uh, doing this YouTube thing. I was like, if I really, you know, get some better camera stuff and, and, you know, start learning about, you know, videography and learning how to put together decent videos. Um, this thing might eventually become a full-time thing. So I started just taking it a little bit more serious as far as the videoing went. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to just kind of walk around with my phone on a tripod and like, that was the video. Like, if you look at some of my earlier videos, they're really bad. Um, <laughs> but, and I've gotten a lot better. I'm still not very good at it, but I, I I've gotten way better from when I started. Um, but anyways, I just started taking it a little more seriously and treating it like a job and putting a lot of time into the editing and everything. And then it, uh, yeah, it started, started going, going better. So I just started treating it more like a a job, but it doesn't feel like a job because I love doing it. So it was encouraging when you said that you making your YouTube videos doesn't actually infringe upon what you would normally be doing. Yeah. If anything, honestly, it almost gets in the way a little bit because you're trying to, cause you still got to get stuff. Like if you're living this lifestyle, you still have to get stuff done too so, you know, it does, so, so it does infringe a little bit having to operate bit, the cameras I, yeah but i enjoy doing it too okay. um but but there's it, it definitely makes thing things take more time because you have to film it too you can't just do it and, yeah and uh um when the youtube channel really started uh growing was when i was building this stick frame cabin that we live in um this is kind of our main cabin mm-hmm. those were the first um, videos that i that i found your channel from was the, oh, okay. the main cabin that you're living in now which is not a log cabin but it's still right. totally self-built Yep. And it's, yeah. And it's built very simply and mm-hmm. it's, there's not a whole lot of, you know, flashy stuff in here. It's pretty, it's pretty basic, but, um, you know, like when I was building the place, I took, I really took the time to set up the tripod and make sure I was getting shots and explaining things where if I didn't have to do that, I could have just, you know, I would have had this place done way faster, but you think that was when the YouTube channel really kicked off was when you started that series of the main cabin. Well, it was going well at the log cabin too, when I was making those videos kind of the first year or two, but it wasn't enough where I could probably like live off of. Um, what do you think once, the difference was? Like, is it, was it your camera quality or did, was it just time invested into it? I'm curious. I think, yeah, I think it was, um, 
the content of building a place like from the ground up, I think that's really appealing to a lot of people. Mm. <clears throat> and um, just more people like to see that. More people like to see that. And also I did, I tried to do a really good job of explaining things and showing people that you don't have to be, you know, a professional to do this if you want to build something kind of simple or because because there's, you know, like the tiny house movement. I don't know if you've heard, you know, that's kind of oh, a big yeah. thing oh, yeah. as well. So there, there's a lot of people that are interested in in this sort of lifestyle. But um, yeah, I just really took the time to make sure I was doing the filming part of it because that's one of the things too, is a lot of times I get going on something and then it's, I'm like done with it. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't film anything. That sucks. That would have been nice for people to see, you know? And then, so I just took the time to slow down and like, okay, this is what I'm doing here. You know, this is why I'm doing this. And probably to make got it easy. easier as you went forward too. Right. Of, yeah. Of yeah. Doing oh, both yeah. together video yep, and the construction. Sure. Yeah, it did. Um, and yeah, I just tried to show people like, Hey, I'm not a professional and you don't need to be either. You, you can do this if you, if you want to do it. So I just tried to be like relatable to everybody because I am just a regular guy that just jumped into this stuff and kind of figured it out and learned by watching videos myself and by reading books. And that's how I learned. So, yeah, that's actually, there were two reasons that really attracted me to your channel. And, uh, one was that you did have such a direct approach. Like it was just kind of a no frills, like, Hey, here's how you do this right down right. to your like electrical work. I think the initial wiring of the house was you just, wire it like normal and then you had plugs at the end that you put into a solar generator and i was like oh yep you can freaking do that that's so much easier than <laughs> everything yeah, else yeah, exactly so like those kind of things and i think the other one one of the first videos that i saw of you you had said i'm not uh my girlfriend sierra is here and i'm not going to use her as clickbait in the thumbnails yeah, and I was sure. like, "Boom, subscribed, man. That's it." Like, okay. Yeah, there, there, yeah, that's that. There's a lot of that with the kind of the off grid channels. There's a lot of people that do that. I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah, not not my style." I'm not gonna just, happen. No, I've always just tried to come off as a a normal normal guy because that's that's all I am. And and my thumbnails are always every single time they're a screenshot from the video. So so the thumbnail is never misleading. It's always like something I'm doing in the video or just like a picture of the cabin, but you know, that'll be in the video. So it's, I I'm sure I'm not the only viewer who appreciates that. Yeah, just the direct I, honesty. Yeah. And I, well, I watch a lot of YouTube too. And I'm, you know, I get duped by the clickbaiting sometimes. I'm like, what? Like, this, mm -hmm. what, what, this isn't what you said it was going to be. So. Well, some people are really good at that, you know, and it's, it's oh, like, they are. And it, it, yeah, it's, I'm not a hater. It, it works for yeah, sure. You but, get the attention yeah. and then you watch it and you're like, Oh, that was, Kind of yep. lamer than we thought it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was that was my initial thing. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is direct, and he's respecting his um his or his girlfriend. I'm like, that's that's awesome yeah. because that's actually harder to find these days. So. <laughs> yeah. So how does it feel nowadays? Like, do you? The reason I ask that is because you've definitely added a lot of like amenities and such to your home. I mean, you've don't you're not on the grid. You don't have running water. Right. But you do have electrical appliances and we do you, yeah yeah and you have like you have some you have some internet out there which i can only guess is like a satellite or something or 4g or 5g yeah it's like a hot spot okay, wi-fi yeah. hot spot thing kind so of you don't have like a fiber optics going to your house or whatnot um no we don't okay so you've got all of these in there and one might ask like is this how much further are you going to go like is your goal to basically make it like what would be the on-grid experience except that you're not connected like do you want to get a, i don't know what? like a solar powered pump in a well so you have running water and all that jazz well i think we're going to get a well um eventually here um probably I know you tried just to a, build you tried to get a well earlier right 
yeah, I found it a sandpoint, but it didn't it didn't work out. Oh, so man. yeah, which is a bummer. I felt um, so but, bad for you when I saw that. I was like, oh. yeah, it's a lot of work and money. Well, it's not. A, it's a lot cheaper than having one drilled, but. Um, but just hitting the drill over and over and 30 oh, feet yeah, in the ground and be like, oh, there's still no water. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was, it was kind of a bummer. I actually tried twice and came up short twice. So, um, but to me it was worth it. It was worth the risk compared to what getting one drilled would be. So I haven't, um, worked up the nerve to try it on my, my, my wife and I, we just bought this year, actually we bought seven acres of just woods oh, okay, nice. and we don't, we don't live there, but we'd have a, uh, you know, after watching like myself reliance your channel mm -hmm. bush radical like let's give this a shot this sounds this this sounds like a lot of fun so we got uh, seven acres of property and we have not a cabin but we have like a, a walled tent with a wood stove oh, yeah. on a deck you know very livable yeah. actually it's oh, surprising sure. yeah i know the wall tents are really really comfortable actually especially yeah. if you have a wood platform like that That's... yep yeah we're like two feet off the ground so it's it's quite yeah. comfortable and you can put have, an actual yeah. bed in there it's awesome oh yeah Having a floor, it makes all the difference with those. I, I know a guy, one of my buddies in Alaska lived in a wall tent for a couple of years through Alaskan winters and everything. So, so they're doable. Yeah. We, we've stayed up there. You know, we, we've spent the night there before, even with our kids. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, it took, took a little adjustment at the beginning for them to realize like, you know, Hey, this is like, we're actually going to sleep here, but it yeah. was, it's like, it's like camping, you know, it can work. So yeah, we've, yep. we'd like to spend more time up there. We're adding little things and enjoying it. But I haven't had the nerve to try a, a sandpoint well just yet because I, I talked to uh, well drillers around and they're like, yeah, you're going to hit shale after like 14 feet. Oh, yeah. So uh, you probably shouldn't try. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, they, they would know. I mean, I knew we were going to be just talking to people in our area too. They, I knew we were going to be kind of right on the border of being able to do it. But I was feeling feeling lucky, but it didn't, it didn't work out. So. <laughs> so if you found any, this is like a finding success by simplifying your life, but I'm sure there's ways, and I'd love to have you talk about them in what ways it's less simple. Or if there's none, that would be a cool thing to hear too, but I really doubt that that's, that there's nothing that is uh, more of a challenge. Well, it's, it's, um, it's work to live this, to live this way. You know, if you don't, if you're not connected to anything, you know, to produce your own utilities like firewood, it's what we heat with. Mm -hmm. And and you know the no running water thing. We're a hundred percent reliant on rainwater. Um, so collecting that. And really, you I'm, it's I'm, all rainwater. Yeah, that's it. Well, we we haul our drinking water. There's a hardware store that you can fill up like jugs for okay. pretty cheap around here. So that's what we do for our our drinking. Um, but for washing dishes and wash, you know, showering and that sort of thing, we just use uh, the rainwater. And you, for watering, do you our, filter our that garden. at all, or just for washing and stuff? Does it need to be filtered? Yeah, it's got to be, if you're going to wash with it, um, it's got to be treated a little bit. And it's basically just diluted bleach is the okay. uh, best way to do that. Like a very, very small amount of bleach. There's like a ratio that you can look up on the internet and how to do it. Okay. I'm um, sorry. I'm, oh, I'm kind of asking for my own benefit in case oh, yeah. you can't it, tell. Well, and it, uh, <laughs> yeah. And the longer it sits, like if you're collecting it in a barrel, the longer it sits, the more, you know, like fungi and stuff can start and like bacteria can kind of start forming in there. Um, ours never lasts that long. We're, we use it pretty much right away. So, um, but we, we do treat it. Yeah. For our, our, okay. uh, washing, but the stuff that we water our garden with, that doesn't get any, any bleach or anything. And we use the rainwater to, to give to our chickens and all that. And so, yeah, so all, all the water that we, the only water we haul is just for our drinking water. Okay. Interesting. Which there's ways you can you can filter rainwater too, and be a there's people that are 100 reliant on rainwater, but yeah, no, there's those um, shoot what are they Berkey called? Like Ber filters. Thank you, yeah, Berkeys. 
Yeah. yeah, there's those are really nice. They're expensive. They're like 500 bucks or so for the whole contraption there. But they do I know the they're job. worth it. Yeah, they do the job. If you're going to be 100 percent reliant on rainwater forever, that's the way to go. But we plan on getting a well eventually here. So okay. then we'll drink the well water. So we're not going to invest too much in the rainwater system as of right now. So here's a question for you, because I have two kids. They're very mm-hmm. young. They're, they're two and a half and one years old. Um, and I've definitely noticed a challenge in even doing the construction projects that we've had at our land, even yep. though it's not a cabin. It's very difficult to do that when you got babies to take care of. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And I mean, we were commuting. Honestly, maybe it would have been easier if we were just staying up there so we didn't have to keep packing everything up. But what kind of a person do you think would be well suited to do this kind of lifestyle? And do you think kids would play into it at all? Dangerous question there, I know, because I know there's people who have done this with kids. Oh, yeah. I know people that have done it with kids in Alaska. And I know a lot of people that, that have done it with kids. Um, the thing is with like the off-grid living thing is it's it's not as, it's not very popular. I mean, it is popular, but it's, I mean, people even in my you know, like family think it's weird that I live this way and that sort of thing. And Even now, huh? Even now, yeah. Um, but because there's just not a whole lot of it going on. Um, but in Alaska, I mean, everybody, almost everybody lives without, you know, running water or they haul their own water or something. Mm-hmm. So it's totally normal. Um, I, sh- I shouldn't say most people, but a lot, a lot of people do. So it's, people don't even think twice about it when you say, you know, you live off grid or whatever. That's totally normal there and not so much here in the lower 48. But as far as kids going uh, goes, it's, Kids have yeah a lot more needs. There's you're gonna need a, you know a pretty good water setup. I, I you know you, you got to be you got to be on top of the hygiene. I mean I don't have kids, but I have nieces and nephews. You're right though. You do have to keep on top of the hygiene. <laughs> oh, oh for sure, yeah. There you know there's so so it's definitely more challenging with kids, um, but it's doable. I, I know people that have have done it, like I said, and still do it. So what would you have done differently if you could if you could start over if you were back to if you knew what you knew now, but you were back to you know, 24 year old Kyle mm-hmm. and, and interested in this, would you do pretty much the same thing? Or do you, th- do you think you went about it optimally? I think I did. I, I, um, when I'm, I don't regret going to Alaska at all. That was one of the best things I ever did. Cause that was my dream. I wanted to do it. And it, it always feels good when you go after something, especially cause it was kind of a risky thing too. Um, and it all ended up working out. Um, so I wouldn't do that differently other than where I built my log cabin, it was remote, like I said. And so I sold that property and didn't make too much money off of it because it was kind of a unique property in the fact that it was remote. You know, it t- takes kind of a special buyer that wants to buy something like that, mm-hmm. um, even in Alaska. So um, if I had to do it all over again, I would have I would have built something probably closer to uh, Fairbanks and then built the log cabin and then sold. I would have made a lot more money that way. It wasn't about money when I was doing it, but in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I should have done that. I could have. In hindsight, you would have looked at it as an investment. As an investment a lot more. And honestly, just around the Fairbanks, Alaska area, um, the building codes and restrictions are, they're nothing like they are, I mean, in the lower 48 here. So um, up there, there's a lot more freedom as far as permits go. So you, you just have a lot more freedom to do what you want on your own property. So um, if I had to do it all over again, I would have built uh, like a bunch of cabins in Alaska and little pieces of land and then sold them or rented them out or whatever. But I don't know. Built, like uh, built a little Alaska empire. Yeah, kind of. But I, I don't really, like I said, I don't really revolve my life around, around money too much. But in hindsight, it's like, oh, if I would have done this, I probably would have been the thing to do, you know. Hmm. But 
but I'm glad I did what I did. I wanted to build my log cabin in the Alaskan wilderness. So, um, was able to do that. So, so it's interesting that you, um, aren't as focused on money about this, which I'm not, I mean, I'm, I think that's, you know, I applaud you for that, but I'm, I'm really interested in, in getting a little bit, as much as you're comfortable, a little bit more into that because that's one of the biggest benefits I see is that you can, if you can start off and continue going debt-free, paying right. everything, I mean, that's very difficult to do unless you're doing something like right. what you're doing, building your yeah. own house and whatnot. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, it's, t well, I just looking around and even looking at like buddies and stuff. I mean, a lot of them have their jobs or their careers and they're not totally it's not their dream necessarily you know but they got too much time and invested in getting their degrees so now they're kind of stuck in this one trade or, or position um kind of invested too much into it to kind of invested too much it, yeah exactly and then as soon as the you know they, they yeah they, they basically they, they kind of wish they were doing something else or were able to do things a little more freely um so by living simply like i said if i, I knew i just knew if i could build my own place and do it out of pocket and get to where I didn't have a mortgage, um, that, that would enable me to have a lot more freedom, um, financially because in the money that you make, you get to keep, you know, you're not, mm -hmm. you don't have to spend it on a, on a mortgage or rent. Um, and then just living off grid, like we don't have any, there's, we don't have any utility bills here, you know, like there's no electric bill cause we have our, we, ha we have our, our solar power system and there's a little bit of an upfront cost with that. But once you get it, then you're, then you're good, you know, mm -hmm. and there's no monthly bills. So, um, if I think for a lot of people, if you just think about, you got to think about how much different your life could be if you, if you had no bills or no debt, you know, you could, you could do a lot more things with your time and, and money because you don't have to go to like a nine to five to just to pay for your house or whatever, you know, you have more freedom to do the things that you want to do. Um, so that's kind of what it was all about for me. Plus I, I just love the lifestyle too. And it was always kind of appealing to me to grow my own garden and just kind of be more self-sufficient and rely mainly on myself. And then I guess the financial part of it is just one of the, the positives that come with it is that you're, you're producing everything yourself and it takes work, but you're working on your own time and you're doing things that, you know, you're working, but you're, you're doing things that are directly related to your life instead of having to go to something, you know, a job or something that you really don't want to do to pay for a, a house or whatever. So. Yeah. Would you say that you're, more of an introverted person? I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Is this interview intimidating you at all? No. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That no, makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I get pretty nervous right before a video call when I'm interviewing somebody, but I'm like, we're going to do this anyway, because afterwards it's just editing and nobody has to be around for that. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. But no, I'm definitely introverted. Um, yeah, I have a pretty small circle of friends and, you know, family, of course. But yeah, we. I just enjoy solitude and being in the woods and just being connected with nature and um it's kind of my my happy place so i get i get way too stressed out like living the town life and having to deal with like bills and you know th that sort of thing so um you didn't I figured really have, that out pretty quick you, you figured that out pretty quick when like it doesn't sound like you really had that much of a time well, to I, experience that well i worked as a electrician for about a year in my hometown right I, oh, so i okay. went, so i went to a, a university first year was miserable. I didn't, there was nothing I, I was that appealed to me that I wanted to do there. Um, so ended up going to school to be an electrician to a technical school. So I just learned a trade mm -hmm. and then, um, did that for about a year. And again, that wasn't anything that I really wanted to do, but I was like, well, I, you know, 
I got to learn how to wait. do something. I got to learn how to do something and I can't just, you know, you know, and, and so it wasn't anything. Yeah. That I was like really passionate about, but I'm like, well, this is something I could, I could do and make some money and pay, pay the bills, I guess. And, you know, I like doing hands-on sort of things anyway. So, um, I was like, I was like, yeah, well, I'll do the, this electrician thing. Um, but after about a year of it, it was like, okay, I don't, this can't be my whole life, you know, just doing this over and over again, same thing every day. And then like, I just wanted to, to live a little bit more of a free nomadic life, you know? And, and you realize that after only a year of trying it, that's really interesting. Cause yeah, so, so many people are doing this for like 10, 15 years before they're like, mm. you know what? I don't like this. I don't know why it took me long, this long to figure yeah. it out. Well, one thing I guess that really kind of might, might've played a little bit of a role was I actually got, um, pre-approved to buy a house when I was about 22 or whenever that was when I was working 21. And, um, I saw like the breakdown of what my monthly payments were going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I knew what my income was. I'm like, Oh wow, I can buy this house. But like most of my money's going to, to that. Like yeah. this is, that doesn't leave me with a whole lot, you know, like if I want to have a family and kids and that, you know, like, I don't know if this is going to work. So, um, that was kind of an eye opening thing for me too, I guess. That was kind of your cold splash of what could come. What could come. Yeah. And I, I was pretty close. Like Sierra and I were kind of like house shopping too, where we're like looking around like, Oh, we could you know get this one. And then, uh, yeah, luckily we ended up not doing it, but. Hmm. Well, I, I think that that's an excellent way to live. I mean, I've, I, I kind of wish that when I was younger, I did something similar. Um, you know, even if I didn't go off grid, but I definitely could have pursued avenues that like lowered my living costs such that I would have been able to save a lot more money. Um, yeah. especially having kids now, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I see, and, and you know, we're, we're catching up anyways, you know, we've got right. plans for things to, to take care of our future and our kids' future anyways. But I'm like, man, we could have been so far ahead if we had just started this stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm not saying I'm that much older than you. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like maybe five years older than you. So it's not like I've got that much more experience, but yeah, well, you know, you're, you're raising a family and you're, you're self-employed yourself. Right? I am. You're- yeah. Yep. Uh, so is my wife and I, we are, we are fully self-employed and you know, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, you know, here's an interesting question, uh, cause you're basically self, well, no, you are self-employed too. For us, it was really, really hard in 2020 when, oh, every, yeah. when everything oh, yeah. went down. And I mean, I'm <clears throat> not interested in talking about those events too much, but like, right. Um, that was definitely a challenging time and yeah, for sure. it's kind of, for me, it's, that was those years and even, you know, the, like this past year, kind of just recovering from all that has been kind of opening my eyes to like, okay, maybe we can do more than just get by being self-employed. You know, maybe we can be a little bit more creative and do some other things. And, yeah. you know, she's got some ideas for other ways that she can run her business and other products that she can offer when we're just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of ideas happening now and, um, yeah. not as much action as I'd, as I'd like, uh, you know, and implementing those ideas, but we're starting it. This podcast is actually one of those ideas. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and well, if you guys can get through the 2020 and, and all that, then you, <laughs> if you persevere, if you persevered through that, you know, you guys definitely are doing something right. So yeah, it was definitely a trial by fire. So it was like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully that hopefully it's not going to get that bad again anytime soon. So, right, yeah, <laughs> but things are picking up again now, I assume for you, right? Yeah. Things are, things, I mean, we're, we're in the wedding industry. So obviously that right, was yeah. not just impacted, like that was like eliminated during those yep. years. So um, yeah, that makes it tough. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is like a lot of people sort of waited, like they just didn't get married. They didn't have weddings. And then they, uh, in this past year, they were like, okay, now we're doing it. And like around yep. here, everybody wants to get married in the fall. 
So it was yep. like, we have like, you know, four weddings in one week or whatnot. So um, I can imagine it's interesting, but so I getting back to you, cause this isn't a podcast about me. We're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you thinking with finances and the freedom and the time that you have? Like, what, what are you looking forward to? Like, what, what are you, where's this going? I mean, you're in, you're in a really great place right now, but um, like, what's it all for? I'm in a great place right now and I have things kind of set up how I've always dreamed of and the fact that we have this place here, which we're about 30 minutes from a town here. Um, so okay. our, when we, and we want to have a family. So when we have kids, they're going to have, you know, opportunities to you know go to school and that sort of thing. And then I have my place way out the remote. I'm actually going to that remote ca- cabin today. Um, but um, that's kind of my place far out in the woods and um, Sierra loves it too. So I kind of got the best of both worlds because I like the I really love the remote stuff. Um, it's just special being that far out, you know, and, and just being totally self-sufficient and um, just relying on, on yourself and each other uh, to get things done and uh, stay warm and, and that sort of thing. And it's um, it's just yeah, it's, it's hard to explain unless you've, you've done something like that or spent time like in a remote wilderness setting. But it's you, you feel differently out there. Um, what do you mean? Well, you just it, it's just a lot of the stuff that um, you worry about, like in town, like, okay, am I going to have enough money? Is this going to work out? You know, like you're self-employed, I'm self-employed. There's always, you know, the what ifs, well, what if this isn't like, that's always, I think on, you know, your mind, or at least it's on my mind, like, okay, well, what if this doesn't work out? But then you get, when you're out there and it's just you and, you know, your loved ones or, you know, you and your whatever, um, you you realize all the stuff that you kind of worry about is so insignificant when you're, when you're out there, like, it's almost like it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you just, you're just that total peace and, um, all that you're worrying about is what's going on right in front of you when you're out there. So it's just kind of a nice getaway to sort of get away and, um, just, yeah, focus on the things that, that really, really matter. Do you think that having that in your life, do you think that offers an emotional state to be a little bit more creative and in, in the things oh. that you do and especially, especially your videos? Yeah, I think so for sure. You think you'd have trouble doing it if you were back in the city? I think I, I think I would. Yeah. I mean, like you, you personally, not like, is this impossible to do if you're in the city? But yeah, it is. It's it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. And there's and just the cost of living is so much higher in a city and and everything too, you know. So it's yeah, it's, I wouldn't it's be a able lot to... harder to. Are you refer? I was I was saying like, do you think it's very very difficult to make content? and have more creative income solutions when you're constantly catching up to the rat race. I think it is. Yeah, Okay. for sure. Because yeah, just the fact that we have not a whole lot of bills you, you have, yeah, you have more time to, to work on things that you want to do. And mm-hmm. um, like yourself, you said that you um, and your wife kind of are expanding into other things as well. Mm-hmm. And now that I've gotten the taste of being self-employed for a little while, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to figure out, okay, how, what else can I do now to, to, you know, expand this and, and make it so I can work from home and be able to spend more time with my family and my future family and, and all that. Um, Do you care to share any of those ideas, even though they're just ideas right now? Well, podcasting is a, that's, I think it's great that you're starting this one. I mean, that's, I don't think those are going away anytime soon. So, um, that's all, that's a great, um, option. Um, Sierra and I are actually, she's a, she's a dance instructor. Um, and, her and I have both talked about kind of combining, um, or at least had like both taking uh, the channel kind of head on because 
you know, it's, it's a lot to film by yourself and move a tripod around and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. I think if she could be with her, you know, to, and she, she actually has filmed weddings and that sort of thing too, a little bit. So she has a little bit of, bit of experience with videography. She's better at it than me for sure. Um, so we're kind of going to combine and kind of tackle it together and to see if it, if it grows from there. Um, and then as far as other things that I can do, um, I've learned a lot about construction and, um, just, you know, just by building my own place and that sort of thing that we've talked about, you know, like flipping houses or, or, uh, buying other pieces of land and maybe, maybe developing them and, and building another cabin that we plan on just selling, you know, just to, mm -hmm. to sell. And, um, that's something that we've thought about too. Or maybe um, renting it out or renting it out. Yes. And, uh, Right now, land is, is really expensive. Uh, well, in real estates, I don't know how it is in, in New York where you're at, but it's... Um, everything's more expensive in New York. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I've, I've, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, oh, yeah. It's yeah. extremely true. Yeah. And uh, well, here, and but even here, just, yeah, with 2020 and everything, things have skyrocketed as far as land goes. So it's kind of a bad time to get into that, I think. But um, down the line, when things kind of settle down and, and even out a little bit, uh, that might be something that we get into as, as well as building, building cabins and renting them out. That's a, that's good thoughts. Yeah. And, and, you know, right there, that's you thinking of more creative ways to increase what you're doing. That's, that's what I yep. see as creative success. Yeah. You're you know, living it, Airbnbs huh? or just yeah. renting it out to somebody. Yeah. There, there's a lot of options you can do. Yeah. I mean, we, one thing we want to do with our, we just have the wall tent up there right now, but there's a market for that. People will like pay to yeah, stay in money. a tent with, yeah, for, for big, real. I'm like, oh, that's a yeah. thing. Like, oh, let's totally yeah. do this then. <laughs> glamping yeah it's, yeah it's a big it's a big big thing yeah there's people that pay a lot of money to spend a, a night in a wall tent yeah i think we're 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 one outhouse away from being able to do that because that's the one that's one building we don't have up there yet so it's you know oh nice i think there needs to be a little bit of uh added privacy before we say hey you should come up and stay here <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but no that's that's a good idea yeah i've, I've definitely thought about that so as we wrap up here um one thing i like to ask the guests on this show is kind of a big question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it, it's fun and uh, you can take a minute to answer it if it's, if it's a little jarring, but so you got, hopefully we got a, a lot of people listening to this. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm getting more passionate about this. The more I interview people and like, this is fun. This is cool. I think, I think that this could be inspirational to some people listening. I mean, that's, that's why I'm making it is because like, basically this is what I'm trying to make this show into is like the show that I would want to listen to myself. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd want to hear from these people. I'd want to be getting ideas from multiple uh, sources of people who have like, hey, I tried this and it worked, or I, I tried this and it didn't work, and then I tried this. And, yep. um, you know, and I'm, I'm not just going to be interviewing YouTubers either, um, but they're, uh, you know, pretty easy to learn about because they're right there on YouTube. Right. But the question that I like to ask is if you could get one message to, everybody one message that you think everybody should get in their heads every day what would that be very general very broad question you can take a minute if you need i would say that you no, know no life, minute needed i guess <laughs> you know even though you know i'm i'm still young you're still young but life goes by fast really fast and uh I would say everybody, you know, it's life's too short to not do something that you're passionate about, you know, and that, that dreams are obtainable. It takes work. It takes a little bit of risk to maybe go after it and start your own business or, or kind of take that leap. But, um, 
yeah, you know, you're, you're having that dream for a reason or wh- whatever it is that you're thinking about. Um, you, you just got to make the leap and go after it and, and give it 110%. Um, and that's, yeah, that would be my message, I guess. Cause that's, that's what I did. I didn't, mm-hmm. I just kind of, I just went for it and then it, it just kind of worked out, but it wouldn't, uh, if I didn't make that decision that one day to put in my two weeks and go after this off grid dream or, or, you know, build my own place. Um, it never would have happened. You know, I would have probably still been an electrician, not, which isn't a bad life, but you no, know, it's of course just not. not totally, but you know, I, I just wanted to live life on my own terms and have a little bit more freedom and yeah, be my own boss. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I just took the leap and went after it and it worked out, but it wouldn't have happened if I didn't, didn't go for it. So I think that's great. That's kind of, yeah. And, and it's just, yeah, you just, you just gotta, you gotta do things in life that make you happy. You know, it's, it's too, too short not to. So, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. And to me, like what I always like Sierra and I, when we, when we have kids, I like, I, I want to be able to spend time with them and not be away working all the time and then coming home crabby after a hard day of work and not, yep. you know, Oh, I just want to, I just want to, you know, you're, you're tired and don't have the energy to, to play with them. I want to be able to give them a good life and be able to spend time with them because that at the end of the day, that's, that's what matters, you know? Yeah. Is your family first, you know, yeah, money, absolutely. we all need, yeah, we all need money. Of course, it's part of the world. There's no getting away from it, but, um, yeah, the best, the best way to go about money is if you can be your own boss or do something that you're passionate about, that's, that's the route to go, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's great. And it's definitely on par with what I'm, what message I'm trying to get out with this show is I'm not, I'm not at all slamming people who, um, you know, they work in nine to five. I'm not, I don't oh, think there's either. anything no. wrong with that at all. I don't um, either know. The principle is just like life by choice, not just life because, yeah. you know, the way your, your lifestyle is what you have to do. It's what you've chosen to do. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. Cause there's people that, that work a nine to five and, and love their job, yeah, love absolutely. their coworkers and, and live a great life. And that's totally fine. There's people that can do that. Um, I've yeah, got great respect I, for those people. You know, oh, my, my, my dad is one of those people. He went, yep. he, he graduated from high school. He said, I want to be a teacher. I want to mm-hmm. teach a foreign language. He went to college. And I think the only cho- choice that he changed was he went from learning French to learning Spanish. And mm-hmm. he got a job after college and he's taught for 30 years and he's loved it all the time. And like, it would drive me crazy doing the same thing over and over for 30 years, but yeah, he loves it. And that's, and it was by this choice and I've, I've found a great respect in that. So no, nothing against nine to fives at all, but yeah, no, I mean, no, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I have tremendous respect for people that do that. And like I said, there's people that love what they do um, and are passionate about it. Like you said, your dad was, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. But I, I, you know, there's a lot of people like when you're, when you're 18 years old, you got to make this choice. Like, okay, what am I going to do the rest of my life, you know, or, or whatever. And I think, I think there's some people that wish they would have did something different, but it's paying the bills right now, but they kind of have mm-hmm. this other idea that they kind of wish, you know, they kind of wish they would do it. Um, well, I think the, I think the beauty so, of that is that 18 is obviously an age when you, when you make a decision like that, but it doesn't have to be the only time that you do. That's true. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can make changes over and over and over and be like, you know, now I want to do this. So now I want to add this. Yeah. That's kind of what's how my life's worked out. It's exactly how you're, how you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be in Alaska. And then you did that for a while. And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to build another house in Minnesota. Like you still have to make the decision of like, you know what, I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. And, and to me, it was like, you know, it's okay to walk away from something that, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent into it. So it was like, well, what do I have to lose really then? You know, it's, so, but yeah, I went to, you know, university for a year, didn't like that, went to the tech school, 
did that, graduated there, worked for a while, decided I wanted to do something else, moved to Alaska, did that, got enough of that, moved back home. So yeah, it's just, and who knows? Yeah, I've, I'm sure I'll make even more changes as, as the years go on. Mm-hmm. But, but the point is to just never believe that you're stuck in with something. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, <laughs> um, I really like where this talk has gone. Um, Me too. But we're, we're running out of time. So anything that, that you would have loved to share thoughts on that wasn't a question that I asked? I don't think so. It's um, like I said, when I listened to your episode zero and kind of what you told me your goal for the podcast was, um, I thought it was uh, an, an awesome idea. And like you said, you're trying to make this podcast something that you would want to listen to. And it's something that I want to listen to, and I and I'm going to listen to it when it comes out. You know, and I'm excited Sweet. to hear. We got one yeah. subscriber. <laughs> you got two. Well, I got you got two. I'll have Sierra subscribe as well. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's awesome just seeing different different uh, lifestyles and different things that people are doing to kind of go after their dreams. Because not everybody probably wants to live in off grid in an off grid cabin without running water or anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of. But the it's thing an idea. I, but it's an idea. Yeah, and it's the thing. It's just kind of the path that i chose and i enjoy it but it's definitely not everybody's thing so um it, it'll be fun to hear other people's you know paths in life and you know, what they did to um have their own creative success and and you know going after their dreams and you know doing something different than the kind of what the typical people are doing so yeah i'm excited to hear hear other hear the other guests Awesome. Thanks for thanks for plugging this show on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's give you a chance to plug yourself here. Where can people find more of your stuff? You got your YouTube channel. What what, what do you got here? Well, the YouTube channel is the main thing. It's and it's Kyle's Cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have an Instagram as well. It's Kyle's Cabin MN. And that's for pretty Minnesota. much all I have. Yep. For Minnesota. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much all I have is just the YouTube and um, the Instagram account. Okay. Instagram account, I'm not that that great at. I should post a little bit more often, but um, we, we might get there one day. But YouTube's the main thing, and that's okay. Kyle's Cabin. All right. Well, I'll be sure to link to both of those things in the show notes just to make sure that they got both options. But Awesome. All right, Kyle. This has been great. I, I think you've had some great insight to share, and I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me. And I'm, I'm definitely glad that you and Sierra are going to be uh, listening in and um that you've kind of bought into the idea of the yeah, show. Absolutely. That's very encouraging. So yeah, once the uh, episodes come out, I can tell the YouTube audience to go check you out as well. That'd be Maybe awesome. Bring some, bring yeah. some people over. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd, I would. Yeah. I would totally. I will totally keep you informed as to when this is gone up. Because uh, for the listeners who maybe are listening to this at a later date, I'm doing a whole bunch of these initial interviews in advance. Kyle's one of them, so this was recorded a while back. But um, I'm glad to see that you're excited about it. Yeah, I am. So thank you very much, Kyle. I hope you have a good day. Yeah, thanks, Joe. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. It's good talking to you. Well, I certainly enjoyed talking with Kyle this episode. And if you're new to this podcast, maybe you've been following Kyle's adventures and came across this show through him. Welcome. We're happy you're here and would love for you to become a regular listener. So please consider subscribing and giving us a rating on iTunes and simply sharing this episode with someone you know. That wraps up this show for today. Thank you so much for listening again, and please tune in next time for the next story in the Creative Success Podcast.